Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to Science with Soul. I'm Dr. Lottie Valentine and the host of this podcast. I'm a physician, evidential psychic medium, international keynote speaker, and author of Med School After Menopause, The Journey of My Soul, an inspirational story about transformation, healing, and spirituality, available online at Amazon, as well as other online platforms worldwide. The inspiration for this podcast came from my own life experiences. As I have journeyed through life, it has taught me that we're part of a greater divine web of interconnectedness. I have walked the path of illness, healing, and transformation. After two near-death experiences, I became clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient, and was guided to attend medical school at the age of 54. We will be meeting with many different types of doctors, healers, as well as spiritual leaders, educators, and other inspiring souls in this podcast. It is my hope that you will gain information and create a path to healing your own life physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and bridge the gap between science and soul. If you are a person who understands the interconnectedness of mind, body, and soul, and would like to take one of my courses or work with me to create a path of healing your own life, please visit DivineSpiritualEssence.com or DrLottie.com. Welcome to Dr. Lottie, Science with Soul. Today, I'm excited to welcome back Dr. Janaris. And for those who don't know her, Dr. Beth Janaris is an author, intuitive healer, psychologist, and practitioner of energetic medicine who has treated patients clinically for over 25 years. As an author, she has produced articles across the internet and two nonfiction books, Turning No to On, The Art of Parenting with Mindfulness, and Turning Me to We, The Art of Partnering with Mindfulness. Dr. Janaris educates an international following on the techniques of living a powerful, holistic life, grounded in wellness and mindfulness. Her work integrates alternative healing techniques including acupuncture, yoga, energetic medicine, and intuitive counseling with her academic training. She has master's degrees in counseling, Chinese medicine, and business administration. She also holds a PhD in applied echo psychology. She's here today to talk about her first work of fiction, Sarah Beth and the Five Spirits, which is hot off the press and just released. So welcome, Dr. Janaris. It's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Lottie. It's wonderful to be here. So I can't wait to um, have you talk about your book. But first, can you tell us a little bit about your training and history? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So you already identified that I have a few degrees and it was uh, 
sort of an interesting process because as I continued to, I got my counseling degree and then I decided, oh, wait, I think I need to learn about business and structures and groups. And so then I got my business administration degree. And then I started to realize as I was working with people that it wasn't sufficient to just talk about things or kind of organize them. I had to start working with their bodies. And so I got the oriental medicine degree, which really was very powerful because I had always studied Eastern philosophy and done a lot of work on my own with Eastern practices and to integrate that with Western medicine, especially from that psychological perspective and how we view the body from an, from the Chinese medicine perspective really just was a huge uh, integrative process. It was amazing because um, Western medicine separates out everything into very small components and Chinese medicine sees everything as the whole. So if you're deficient in one area, you might be excess in another. And the whole goal is to bring you into this kind of balanced state. Um, so that was exciting. And then I decided, wait, I need to understand that we're all part of this interconnected system, this tapestry of life. So that's when I got that PhD in eco-psychology. And it's really been very powerful to use how nature is so important in our health. So that's a little bit about my training, sort of this long process of studying philosophy and Western medicine and then also Eastern philosophy. Wow. So you have um, so many degrees and varied degrees, too. Um, how do you put all this together in the work that you do now? What kind of work do you do? That's a great question. So for a little while, I just, I was a little Western in my thought, right? So I did a little acupuncture, or I might do some counseling. But all of my life, I have been psychic. And I it all it kind of was this pathway that developed all on its own, I would have all these intuitions, I could feel disease in people's bodies in my hand, I saved my, I saved the life of my daughter's father by just feeling the a cancer that was growing in his body. So I had this long-standing experience of being psychic and intuitive, and yet I was working sort of in these very separate ways. So I finally discovered that in reality, if I just kind of elevate my consciousness a bit, I could utilize all these different systems to help people start to understand just how consciousness works, all the different levels of consciousness, and start to lean in toward their soul path by using the intuitive counseling or the acupuncture points. Um, I've really discovered that all of the acupuncture points on your body connect you to your fifth dimensional um, blueprint and help you to connect to source and understand what your soul purpose is and it also connects you to some of your karmic backgrounds, so whatever you're working out in this particular lifetime. So I've been using all of those different trainings and studies and experiences to start to help people really develop their connection to their soul path and understand how to heal. Wow. And now you have written a, uh, your first book um, of fiction. Um, so. Tell the audience why this book is part of this podcast. <laughs> I thought it was so funny because, you know, this is a science and soul podcast and I've written a fictional book. So why in the heck would you be interviewing me? And of course, you know that the work in there is 
ha- does have some very interesting healing components. So the, the work is channeled information from source material that then is interwoven with the story of the lives of these participants at this retreat center. And the, the, the movement of the story is to help people understand exactly how karma presents itself in your life and what you need to do in order to really make a higher level choice in clearing that karma and doing your soul work as opposed to maybe a secondary motivation choice, which sometimes we're driven toward as humans. And that might result in something negative. Um, But the reason this seems to fit very well is that there is actually a lot of science, a lot of information that is um, offered through the channeling that then helps to understand about healing. So what is the story about? So the story is about, um, it's it's a novel about channeling, consciousness, healing and murder. Um, The uh, story begins uh, in uh, the main character, her name is Sarah Bath, at her family home that's set atop a um, Native American um, burial site. And the participants are all arriving to learn about how to provide better healing for their uh, clients. There are some doctors of Oriental medicine, some Ayurvedic doctors. There's different people from different backgrounds who are part of the um, setting. And the, each evening there's a channeling. And then there are experiences between the two, um, both the channeling and then the experiences of the participants. So really at, as the retreat begins, each member of the group sets out on an inner journey of their own that will reset their understanding of the tapestry of life um, and their rightful place within it. Um, Sarah Beth is their charismatic channel and she's the conduit and they're presented with astral spirit guides, mythical heroes, wisdom from ancient cultures um, and strange unsettling dreams. There are several experiences where dreams start to become real and they begin to communicate uh, about this time-space continuum that is not exactly as we believe it is. Um, Explosive revelations and unthinkable real-time events challenge Sarah Beth herself to rethink everything she's ever known. Um, It shows how individuals choose their own destinies, how lives are inextricably woven together and how human choice can result in peace and harmony or death. As the days pass and the retreat heads to its unimaginable conclusion, lives are changed forever. That's our little back cover. And (laughs) it does give you quite a sense that it's, it's, there's a lot of intrigue, um, this sort of mystical concept of how we can have mystical realism. Uh, and it's it's a very nicely interwoven story. Wow, it sounds fascinating. And um, I know you talked about karma. How is karma described or developed in the story? So one of the things that I've, uh, so I've done a lot of studying about Eastern traditions and this concept of karma, that we have many lives and we're working out a soul plan, our souls return with ways in which we can either clear negative karma or build positive karma. And it's all working toward um, complete enlightenment in a sense. Um, And the idea behind karma is that we get an opportunity to learn lessons when we're within 
a physical body and the soul is growing and enlightening and becoming an old soul, perhaps even becoming an ascended master via this pathway. And we tend to hit our most interesting karmic experiences through trauma um, in love relationships, in close personal relationships. Um, and when trauma happens, this is that opportunity where we can either learn and build and clear some karma or create some bad karma, right? And so the way in which the story talks about it is these, some of these characters have some karmic relationships with each other. They actually came together to work on perhaps some sole purpose on the planet, maybe bringing more information to the planet or to help each other grow with their personal karmic experience of love or selflessness or enlightenment. And so the way in which it's described and developed is to bring out some of those pieces of information. And also then people are given choices as to whether or not they can grow beyond what those kind of more secondary emotions are like jealousy or murder or, you know, stealing things, right? To a sense of, you know, receiving or releasing. Wow, fascinating. And uh, I know you talked about channeling. Uh, what information is presented in the channeling? So the, the thing about channeling that's really curious is that some people just have intuitive information. They just receive information. Somebody might ask a question, especially in an intuitive um, counseling session. Someone will ask a question and then the channel or the medium will be able to receive information from source Channeling is slightly different in that um, the channel will open herself to information that is going to be downloaded. And those downloaded pieces of information come from uh, source material. And when I use the term source material, I'm talking about things like um, the I Ching or Taoism, um, the Shinto, basic old styles of beliefs of how the world is interconnected. And there's a lot of information that's downloaded specifically about using the five spirits or the five elements or acupuncture meridians to really increase healing and bring the body into balance. So the channeling information talks a lot about how does one stay in that more enlightened state as these experiences are coming to them in their life to clear karma. Wow, how did you, um, what led you to write the book? <laughs> That's such a great question. <laughs> so I really wanted to, I wanted to offer a way for a large population of people to be given information about channeling and consciousness and healing and Chinese medicine and spirit and I recognized that people who already understood and knew about it would go find some, you know, um, nonfiction source for that. But I wanted to hit those people that might really be enlightened once they started to understand there's a whole different set of dimensions that are working all the time for all of us. So I thought if I could write something as a fictional story, but bring in all that information and I made it interesting enough. I might get a whole different group of people interested in elevating consciousness. And so that's what drove me. I started this book in 2015 and I wrote probably the first eight chapters 
just straight. I think I probably channeled it. The first eight <laughs> chapters, I just wrote straight out. And then I worked on it a little bit. And then I had some experiences in my life and it shifted and I became very aware of what I needed to say. So I've com I completed it in last year, in 2020. And I've just been working with the fine tuning and making it sort of interesting since then. Wow. So um, what are you hoping um, people will gain from reading the book? I actually hope it's going to change their consciousness. I'm hoping that they're going to become you know, intrigued and pulled into all of that and the characters and start to think about their own lives, about what might that trauma that happened to them, what could be the lesson underneath it and how could they learn to forgive without necessarily being uh, victimized, but moving into a much more uh, thriving component. Um, I wanted to, I was hoping that people would find an interest in understanding how time and space is not precisely what we think it is and how there's much more out there or out there, you know, I'm pointing my hand up, like up in the world where we can connect with angels and our soul plan and work to heal ourselves around these things. So um, I was kind of hoping it would just get people intrigued and interested in that entire process while also entertaining them with the story. Uh, it sounds great. It sounds fascinating. Um, how do you work as a mentor in consciousness? It sounds like a funny job, right? Um, I work with, so I work with people who are already aware that there is this idea of consciousness. So, you know, transpersonal psychology talks about it a lot. There's this idea of consciousness. Um, and I, I think that in transpersonal psychology, they believe that channeling is just this, the higher self of that person telling them information. They don't necessarily allow you to recognize that there is truly these other dimensions. But I have got, I've, I work with people so that they can begin to understand through meditation, through working with their chakras, through uh, ordering their life either with food or health processes so that they can be a good holder of light, like a strong anchor for light. And then how they can work in these higher dimensions, either to heal other people or themselves. And I work with them to develop their skills in entering the higher dimensions. Wow. So how would you explain what consciousness is or where it resides to somebody that you're working with? Does it reside in the body? Does it reside somewhere else outside our body? How do you view consciousness? So that's such a great question. I tend to talk with people about their heart, actually. And I work with people to move out of their minds because minds tend to be somewhat limiting. They can't actually grasp the concept of consciousness. Like I can, you know, they can grasp what's tangible right in front of them. They might be able to grasp emotions, but they still aren't able to quite grasp this co concept of soul, that their soul may have a path or a purpose that might be different from what your personality or mind is involved in. So consciousness is actually quite larger than mind. And so that's one of the things I talk a lot about. And our best avenue to connect with consciousness is through our heart. And that's why it ends up that love relationships and trauma and experiences where we're 
really forced to look at that is when we finally get a sense of the oneness of everything. And I also talk a little bit about how you can experience consciousness in many ways. You can go and stand in a field and feel all of the trees around you. Um, most of us have intuition, which will remind us to take a raincoat, even though it's completely sunny outside, just a thought across the front of their head. And I usually talk a lot about how our intuitive sense, information that we get that seems light but strong, might be our way into that experience of consciousness. And you also talk about um, working in multi-dimensional multi dimensions. How do you, how do you work in, in multi-dimensional dimensions? It's very interesting. So um, we are all living in multi-dimensions all the time. Time and space are not exactly what we think they are. I mean, quantum physics will talk a little bit about this, um, but from a, pers a personality experience in the world, there are timelines that are continuing and they're happening at one time. The Native Americans talk about how your dream life is another dimension and in fact, could be more real than your waking life. Um, and this is known also in Tibetan culture. So there's this idea that we have access to other dimensions, other timelines, either past lives or timelines that are happening concurrently. And when you use any kind of oracle, like throwing a tarot reading or um, the I Ching, you're actually connecting to those different timelines and those different dimensions. Um, one of the things that has been channeled to me is that we actually, there are, I've identified 12 dimensions and each of those connect with different things. Like the fifth, we've all heard of the astral plane and the fourth dimension, which is the dimension of karma. But the fifth dimension really is this dimension that's beyond karma where our, we can connect to our fifth dimensional blueprint. So I assist people in moving up into fifth dimension and what they experience there, what kind of information. I'll often work with people. I call it working in fifth dimension. I'll work with their fifth dimensional selves. And it's, the, it's a very interesting experience. I might see their head cut open and they're working at pulling off belief systems or brain beliefs or mind thoughts, misbeliefs or limiting beliefs, and they look like strings. And so it's a very different sort of imaginal space, but it's a heart space. You can feel the difference. Sixth dimension tends to be that of light. And so sometimes people have that whole um, language of light that they may experience. And, and then you move up through the dimensions connecting with ascended masters and um, the archangels in a completely different way and the Akashic records. So uh, when I'm working with them, I'll work with them in meditating. I'll assist them in rising up and I can actually see what they are seeing and help them to adjust or clear out something that's not working for them or transform further um, on their soul path, what they're working to do. Wow. And um you mentioned Akashic Records uh, for the listeners that are not familiar with that term. What is that? So there's this uh, concept that there are Akashic Records that we are connected to as our soul plan. So before we come into our bodies, um, our soul makes some agreements about what we're going to work on. A lot of that is karmic, but also it may be 
some other plan that you're going to work through that's part of your soul elevation, like moving toward that ascended master concept, that enlightenment. And so the Akashic records are actually in them. It's when I see it, it looks like a book and there's words written on a page. And I've seen, I've worked with people where their karma is cleared and actually seen it be crossed off or new agreements be written in. And so the idea is that this is possibly what the Oracle at Delphi connected with when she received information or other kinds of important oracles. But the idea is that all our souls have agreements and the Akashic Records has a picture of what those are. It's like a, 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 our little filing cabinet. It is. It's like our little <laughs> list. It's, little, it's our to-do list. This is our to-do mm-hmm. list of this lifetime. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, your book, how can people find your book, uh, Sarah Beth and the Five Spirits? Oh, great. So the book is being published by the Sager Group. And um, you can find it on amazon.com. And certainly you can contact me. I'll have it on my website. Um, so that's bethgenaris.com. And you can find it also through the Sager Group directly. And that's S-A-G-E-R. Is it, um, if you live in Australia or Europe, um, is it available on Amazon worldwide? It is available on Amazon worldwide. Okay. It's on all of those different um, Country platforms. Exactly, those (laughs) platforms. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) And um, how can people work with you? So they can contact me through my website. And um, I work with people internationally. So I will work with people. Some people I'll have to do Zoom, of course. But if they, um, I work out of, in person, I work out of Arizona and Albuquerque, New Mexico. So Tempe, Arizona and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and they can find me online and I would love to work with whomever is, would like to come in. And, and what is your website? It's bethgenaris.com. We have two websites right now, bethgenaris.com and Dr. Beth Generis. Either of them will bring you to me. All right, great. And you have your uh, email or phone number or something on the website? Absolutely. You can get me through my phone number and my email. Okay, great. So uh, anybody who is interested in working with Beth, go to her website, bethgenaris.com or Dr. Beth Generis. And her book, Sarah Beth and the Five Spirits, is available worldwide on amazon.com or directly from the publisher, which was S. The Sager Group. The Sager Group. S-A-G-E-R. S-A-G-E-R. Dot com. Or through the website. You can also get it through the website. So you have a lot of different ways. So everybody go check out uh, this amazing book that is just hot off the press. And um, schedule uh, an appointment with Beth uh, either online or in person. So I want to thank you so much, Beth, for being a guest on the podcast today and talking about your new book. Thank you so much, Dr. Lottie. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Dr. Lottie, Science with Soul. 
To stay up to date on future episodes and to help us reach a larger audience, remember to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. If you're a person who understands the interconnectedness of mind, body, and soul, and would like to take one of my courses or work with me to create a path of healing your own life, please visit divinespiritualessence.com or drlottie.com. My book, Med School After Menopause, The Journey of My Soul, an inspirational story about transformation, healing, and spirituality, is available online at Amazon as well as other online platforms worldwide.